0: Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 6th of November. Good to have you aboard. Part of the Believe Podcast Network. And presented as always by our title sponsor, Everything Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. 800 747 free 800-747-3733. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, you're dealing with a personal injury. It wasn't your fault. You call 911. Then you get Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys on the phone. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3733. And, of course, we got so much action going on. Bet online. the last of our major sports leagues, off and rolling, the NBA got started a couple weeks ago. College basketball is ready to go as well. And Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live-, live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. And Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available, right at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access. Anytime, head to the bet online today, and remember to use promo code believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So I'll start off here, telling you guys, uh, I'm I'm under the weather. I'm dealing with a bad cold. I did not sleep well as a result. I went to sleep last night. I went to sleep last night, like nine, and so I, I saw it in maybe nine thirty. So I saw the first half of Sunday night football, but. I, I was not in good shape last night. I'm not feeling great today. So if I'm a little bit subdued, that's your answer. That's the reason why. If the show's maybe a little bit shorter today than normal, that's the reason. That's the answer why. I apologize in advance to that, especially if I'm not if I'm not up to you know, my normal energy level. I did ESPN radio yesterday, ESPN radio game day alongside Mike Tannenbaum and Herm Edwards. And and the show went great. It was a lot of fun, but man, like I I was powering through it. I I was not a hundred percent. And if not for if not for the Dolphin game yesterday, I prob I'm probably not doing the show today. But so much to react to from the weekend. So much to react to from the Dolphin game yesterday, and and I appreciate all you guys. I'm here, I'm here for you guys, all right? We're hanging out together. We're doing our thing, so I'm not 100%, but we're good enough to be doing the show. All right, so anyone who listened yesterday, and I heard from a few of you guys, I hosted on ESPN Radio Game Day yesterday for the third week in a row, and I'll be on again this Friday with your girl Amber Wilson, co-hosting with her, Amber and Ian, on Friday night. But the last three weeks, I've done ESPN Radio NFL Game Day Really a lot of fun. It's Red Zone on the radio. So I appreciate you guys who hung out with us yesterday. Dolphins are obviously the major story today. You got the Heat from over the weekend. The NBA in-season tournament got going. We got both the Heat and Panthers back in action tonight. Tonight's a major sports night. Heat are back home against the Lakers. Now, if you were thinking of buying tickets in advance... You can't with the NBA because you don't know who's going to play. And LeBron has missed so many games coming back here to Miami. It looks like he's playing. Gabe Vincent's not, by the way. Gabe Vincent's back in L.A. He's dealing with some type of knee injury. So that's unfortunate. But it looks like LeBron is playing tonight. So you got the Heat hosting the Lakers. You got the Panthers hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets. So Heat and Panthers going on at the same time. Monday Night Football tonight. Chargers, Jets, Jets. Monday night raw. This is a this is a sports night. We got a lot going on here this evening. So we're gonna cover a lot here on Monday edition of Zaslow Show 2.0. Lot of action week nine yesterday in the NFL, which of course rats up tonight. So we'll have our NFL rundown, which we do every Monday, presented by Brunt Insurance, BruntInsurance.com. Panthers over the weekend, they lost in Chicago. That's that's a bummer of a way to end the trip. It wasn't Bobrovsky and goals. It was Anthony Stolares. They lost 5-2. All right, try and get back in the win column tonight against a Columbus team that's been struggling. And the Heat coming off their win. We'll we'll circle back to the Heat. But the Heat, 1-0 in group play. The story, obviously, is the Dolphins yesterday. All right, so let's get right after it here. Now the Dolphins are on the bottom. See, this is the worst part about it, right? Because... The Dolphins now, you're going to sit and stew as a Dolphin fan for the next two weeks, right? You got the narrative out there. Everyone's going to be talking about it, how the Dolphins can't beat the good teams. And look, that narrative is what it is. And Mike McDaniel alluded to it as such. Like That narrative is going to continue until the Dolphins win one of these games. The worst part is, now we got to sit and stew about it for the next two weeks as they're on the bye after the game in Germany yesterday. So yeah, it is what it is, but if you want to live in reality, okay, let's 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 live in reality here. Yesterday was frustrating. They were one or two mistakes away from beating the Chiefs. And since the Bills game, they've gotten closer and closer to beating one of these top teams. Yes, right now they are 0 3. And I've been talking about it for a few weeks now, where, okay, they got several chances throughout the season. You're going to have a chance against Dallas later in the year. You're going to have a chance against Baltimore later in the year. You're going to have another chance against Buffalo later in the year. But right now, you had two chances. You got another opportunity going into this game in Germany. And I've been telling you all week, the Dolphins are ready for this. They're going to win this game. And yeah, the first half was humiliating. But the overall reality of it is, they were one or two mistakes away from beating the Chiefs. They've gotten closer and closer to winning one of these big games. So, if you want to sit here and talk about how the Dolphins are not ready for these big teams, what are you talking about? The Dolphins dominated that second half yesterday to get back in the game. They had the ball late in the game with a chance to, well, with a chance to tie it. Although, I, I think they very well may have gone for two. If they went for, if they ended up scoring what would have been the game tying touchdown late, I, I very well think they could have gone for two. It's the most frustrating thing, right? Where you have fourth and ten there, I'm gonna live the rest of my life. I'll never know what play they were gonna run there. I'll never know if they had a chance to wind up converting it, and there's nothing you could do about it. I will live the rest of my life having had no chance to even see if they could have converted that fourth down. That's the most frustrating part. Go for fourth and ten. You don't pick it up. Okay, fine. Whatever. You were right there, you had a chance. But to not even give yourself a chance, it is so frustrating. That's the worst part. I'll live my entire life and I'll have no idea if they could have wind up picking up that first down. So anyway, all right, everybody settle down. The fact of the matter is, you got if you want to sit out there and talk about the Dolphins not being ready for these big teams, or you want to talk about Tua isn't the guy, I think you sound silly. I think you sound stupid. I really do. Like, the part, yes, I understand the narrative is what it is, because if you walk into a court of law, and you make a case for the Dolphins not being able to beat the good teams, and that's why this narrative is as such, and I walk into a court of law, and I try and make a case against it, Guess what? I'm going to lose that case. The narrative is what it is for a reason. They haven't beaten any of the good teams. Matter of fact, I, I, it's been over a year. It's been over a calendar year since Tua and the Dolphins have beaten a team with a winning record. Now, part of that is, you could only beat who's on your schedule. Can't control who's on your schedule. But it's also a fact. The part that I'm going to continue to object to is the Dolphins are a fraud when losing to good teams. But the teams that lose to the bad teams, they're somehow exempt from this conversation. Teams like the 49ers, teams like the Bills, those teams, you can lose to bad teams, but if you lose to good teams like the Dolphins and only good teams, then you're a fraud. That's the part I'm going to continue to argue against. But the narrative that the Dolphins can't beat the good teams... It's a narrative for a reason right now. Right now, it's true. But here's also the thing. So, how like game ends yesterday, and and I was I was mostly frustrated because they didn't give themselves that chance on fourth down. But overall, like I didn't lose any sleep on the Dolphins last night. Well, I I just told you that I, I slept very poorly, actually. It's not feeling well. But you understand what I'm saying. I didn't lose any sleep. On the Dolphins last night. I was able to have some perspective. I would much rather... Because yes, while that loss yesterday was annoying as shit. I would... Like, let's have a little bit of perspective. And take a step back. And realize where we are. And where we have come from. That we are even in a position... Three times now this year at Buffalo, at Philadelphia, in Germany against Chiefs. By the way, can we get one of these big games at Hard Rock Stadium? God forbid. Let's think about where we've come from, right? The Dolphins have been playing dog shit football for almost 20 years. And now, <laughs> through just week nine, we've had three huge games. We've come up on the wrong side of all three of them. Two of them were blowouts, essentially. I, I, I think we got killed by Philadelphia, but whatever. We've come up on the wrong side of all three. But through just week nine, we've had three really meaningful games. Let's step back and have a little bit of perspective that we're playing meaningful regular season games instead of all the bullshit that we have watched in the regular season for the last 20 years. Let's. Yesterday's loss sucked. It was annoying as fuck, but let's have a little bit of perspective that we have a really good football team. Let's not be ingrates. You know what we've had to deal with over the last 20 years. Hurting from that kind of loss yesterday is much better than the apathy that we've had for most weeks during these last 20 years. Let's, Let's have a little bit of perspective in this spot. I know you may not want to you may not want to hear that right now, but somebody needs to tell you. So I didn't lose sleep. I lost sleep, so I wasn't feeling well. I didn't lose sleep over the Dolphins yesterday. And not just because I'm pleased that I get to wake up on Sunday morning. Wow, we got a big one, and I think we're ready for it. And yeah. I looked stupid because it was humiliating at halftime. I'm talking the whole week about how ready the Dolphins are, how they're going to win this game, and they look like they're going to lose 100 to nothing. It was was really disappointing. But how much better it is that we're waking up on those Sunday mornings, these Sunday mornings, and we have these meaningful games. Instead of games like, all right, Dolphins are playing. I got to sit through this. Hopefully we can score a touchdown instead of a game where it's, you know, we're obviously going to kick four field goals. I, I, I feel like let's have a little bit of perspective. And here's also the thing. That, like, you're screaming, Dolphins are not a big-time team. Dolphins are not an elite team. The worst is Tua. Tua's not that guy. Who the fuck is that guy then? Been searching for quarterbacks since 99 when Marino retired. And you're throwing Tua off the ship at this point? Hey, you need to check yourself. You think all of a sudden, the Dolphins are just going to be an elite team And they're going to steamroll through everybody else. And they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And we're not going to have to deal with any kind of heartbreak. It's just going to be easy. Dolphins are really good. And they're just going to beat everybody. They're going to win 13, 14 games. Home field advantage. Win the Super Bowl. Like, what world are you living in? The Dolphins lost another big game yesterday. Yeah. They lost another big regular season game. There aren't that many teams in the league who are playing Big regular season games. Last night felt like one of them too, Bills and Bengals. The Dolphins are not, the Dolphins are one of not many teams who are playing in big regular season games. Week 9, not even like week 15, 16, 17, 18, week 9. And the Dolphins lose that game. And you're crying about the Dolphins not being ready. Maybe they're not ready, but they're headed there, man. This idea that it's supposed to be easy and you're not gonna you're not gonna have any heartbreak, butch the fuck up. Like you're soft as hell, man. What worlds are you living in? You're soft. You're, the way that you're reacting to yesterday's loss, bitching and moaning. It sucks. Pick yourself up off the floor. The next two weeks are gonna suck as well with the bye and then waiting for the next game. Which, by the way, the next five games for the Dolphins all winnable. Dolphins are eleven and three. After these next five games, watch eleven and three, and I'm gonna sit the Dolphins still, no matter what happens. to with the Jets, the Dolphins still lead the AFC East. We're more than halfway through the season. The Dolphins lead the AFC East, and I'm supposed to sit here and bitch and moan? Come on, I mean, you, you sound like an ingrate. Have a little bit of perspective. You gotta go through some heartbreak. It's this shit isn't easy. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds you, this happens every year with the Heat, right? Where the Heat lose a playoff game and you lose your mind. you get all bent out of shape. Because by now, you still haven't realized how hard the playoffs are. I mean, how many years do we have to do this with the Heat where they're going to lose playoff games, they're going to lose games, and then you get all crazy? This shit's hard, man. And hey, there's probably like a a major portion of the fan base that doesn't understand how hard this is in the NFL because the Dolphins haven't been involved in playing big games in over 20 years. But man, like my entire childhood, the 90s, the Dolphins were playing big games, what felt like every single week. And yeah, they would lose a bunch of them. But that's what happens when you're a big time team. You're playing some big games during the regular season and you're going to lose a bunch of them. But here's the thing. Uh, th- th- there, is, there is positive to take from yesterday's game. I'll tell you the positive in a second, but first I want to let you guys know. Tonight, you got Heat Lakers. You got Panthers Blue Jackets. You got Monday Night Raw. You-, you got Monday Night Football. There's a lot on the line. You got your gambling. You got your fantasy football. What better way to enjoy all the sports action tonight than with a Johnny Cuba in your hand? That's right. Official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. Johnny Cuba, European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y If you don't have any of those near you, you send me a message. My man Juan from Johnny Cuba, he'll tell you exactly where to pick up your own six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Most delicious beer out there. Official beer of Zaslo Show 2.0. Make sure you always drink responsibly and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. Here's what I take from yesterday, though. I do take a positive. This is where you got to have a little bit of perspective. Not just that the Dolphins, hey, like, they're playing in big games. We haven't had to, the The feeling that you have right now of them losing that game yesterday, it's so much better than them playing inconsequential games, which they've done almost every week for almost the last 20 years. Today's feeling sucks, but... You feel this way because the team is good. Don't forget that. But there is a positive to take from yesterday. This defense is really good. And they were really good yesterday. Defense kept them in it. Yes. Chiefs marched down the field to start the game. You know what? We know Andy Reid is really good at that. When they draw up the plays to start the game, when they script the entire first series, We know that Andy Reid's really good at that. They had one more drive there in the first half. And then, of course, the offense, Tyree Kill, gave them seven more. And then the defense shuts them out in the second half. I do believe the Dolphins, and I was saying it all week last week, I think they're catching the Chiefs at a good time. And I think they're lucky that the game is in Germany as well. But... They held the Chiefs' offense to just 14 points. They shut down Travis Kelsey. What, they have three catches for like 14 yards? He did nothing. The Dolphins' defense was really, really good yesterday. And so here's the thing. This defense is going to continue to get better. And while I don't believe that the Chiefs are the team that they used to be, I've been saying that all year, I don't feel this aura around the Chiefs. I think they're beatable. This defense showed you yesterday they're really good. And the Dolphins are going to be playing their best football of the season after the bye, in two weeks from now. The Dolphins will be playing their best football of the season. I was able to handle yesterday's loss with a little bit of perspective because I know how good... The Dolphins' offense is, yes, I understand they haven't performed against the big teams. But we know what the Dolphins' offense is, and the defense is on its way. The Dolphins, their best football is in front of them. And if you're going to be a big-time team, you need to be trending in that direction the second half of the season. The Dolphins lead the AFC East at 6-3. Yesterday was super damaging as far as home field advantage throughout the playoffs because obviously now you have game back of Kansas City, Baltimore 2 for that matter. You lose the tiebreaker against Kansas City. They'll have a chance at the tiebreaker against Baltimore later in the year. But the goal now, win the division and get at least one home game. On top of that, you have, you have a great opportunity to be able to do that. And you're going to be a better football team. As the season goes on. Because this defense continues to get healthier. They were really good yesterday. And when we get back from the bye, we're going to go into week 11. And we're going to be able to say, yeah, this Dolphin team right now is better than they were at the start of the season. So have a little bit of perspective. This defense is on its way. Look, let's talk a little bit about Tua here. Tua had happy feet all game. Tua's not mobile. He doesn't have that escapability. He's gotten much better in the pocket feeling the pressure, but he doesn't have that escapability. He doesn't have that freelance playmaking ability like, say, Patrick Mahomes does. And the clear formula to disrupting the Dolphin offense is to get pressure on Tua. He was pressured big time all game long. He had happy feet all game. He was never comfortable. And if Tua can't get the ball out quick, that's how you disrupt the Dolphin offense. Tua's not the best at making the plays running around the pocket. But I'm not about to sit here and be down on Tua. He didn't have a good game. Frustrating. Still my dog. He is still awesome. You need to check yourself if, if your attitude today is talking about Tua not being the guy. Who is the guy then? I mean, it's a prolific offense. The Dolphins were 7-3 and last year before Tua got hurt. They're 6-3 and right now. How about not being an ingrate? He's doing a terrific job. He was not great yesterday. Neither was Mahomes. Mahomes wasn't good yesterday either. And look, the last two plays, yeah, you had the misread to Cedric Wilson. I don't know if he thought, well, well, I think McDaniel actually explained. Tua took all the blame. McDaniel explained it afterward. They were likely going. Tua was going one way. Cedric Wilson read another way. Tua should have picked up on that. Cedric Wilson had the DB burnt. That was game-tying touchdown there, third and ten. That was game-tying touchdown. I think Dolphins would have went for two. And then, of course, the next play where uh, Tua fumbles the snap. I know Connor Williams has had issues with snaps throughout the season. I-, I saw one replay. I only saw the one replay. I don't think there was anything wrong with the snap. The snap was a little bit to the right of his waist. Had to catch that ball. I mean, went right through to his hands. Game over. I, I put the blame on two all on that, not Connor Williams. But the misread to Wilson would have been a touchdown, then not handling the final snap. Have no idea what the play would have been. Look, we all love Tyreek Hill too. But the whole you know, the Chiefs, they definitely did not get that work yesterday. Tyreek had what, eight for sixty two or six for eighty two, something like that. The Chiefs did not get that work yesterday. Tyreek had a a big drop down the field and of course late in the second quarter the fumble, the lateral, boom that was the biggest play of the game instead of going into the half what could have been 14-7 even 14-3 and then you get the ball to start the third quarter you get that double dip I love the double dip instead you're down 21-0 that was I mean that wasn't the ball game because the Dolphins made it a game but that right there was the biggest sequence of the game biggest play of the game everybody knows that now Tyreek Hill definitely didn't give them that work He gave them the game now you look back at it, game to game. It is what it is. That first half was so humiliating, though. Like, I, I felt so stupid. They're down 21 0 right after the Tyreek Hill fumble. Joy Taylor's text me. I mean, she's waking up at 6 a.m. out there on the West Coast, so embarrassed. I'm humiliated. I've been sitting here the whole week telling you how the Dolphins are going to be ready. So humiliating that first half. Tannenbaum, though, I hosted ESPN Radio NFL game day yesterday. Mike Tannenbaum was killing Andy Reid. Oh, my God. He was killing Andy Reid. Killing Andy Reid for the clock management late in the game. It was third and one, and they come up short. Uh, ends up being an incompletion, actually, on third and one. So it stops the clock there, essentially gives the Dolphins back that third time out. And then they have, end up having to punt the ball away. And on that sequence there, you had Miko Hardman, such amateur hour, fielding the punt at the three and then getting tackled at, I think, like the nine or the ten. Tannenbaum was killing Andy Reid in that spot. And I'll tell you what else about the Chiefs. Mahomes is becoming tough to take. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Since Tom Brady retired, Patrick Mahomes is clearly taking the responsibility of being the guy who bitches and moans the officials every time a finger is laid on him. Mahomes is getting tough to take. And there was a lot of that yesterday. Listen. Play football. Some of these penalties are embarrassing. I mean, you see what happened yesterday with the commanders with the sack they had on Mac Jones. The fuck was that? But Mahomes, he's getting very likable. He's becoming tough to take now. I mean, you got the whole, you know, Brittany Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes thing. Patrick has has found a way to, to, to stay clear of that. But all the bitching, all the complaining, all the whining, every time you're touched, Patrick... It's football. Shut up. It's a little much. And it was a lot of that yesterday. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, and by the way, with Cincinnati, we'll get to our NFL rundown coming up. But With Cincinnati beating Buffalo last night, Bills dropped to 5-4. and four. Bills' loss looks bad now for the Dolphins. Like, the Bills are getting worse and worse, it seems, throughout the season. And that was the beginning of the year. Well, it was week 3, week 4. But that Buffalo loss looks bad now. Like, how the Dolphins lose 48-20? And you know, not just losing to Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo's lost to the Jets. They've lost to the Jaguars. They lost yesterday to Cincinnati. I forget the other loss. But not just losing to Buffalo, but losing by four touchdowns, never in that game. Buffalo loss looks bad now for the Dolphins. You could handle the Eagles game. Dolphins weren't in it late. They ended up losing by two touchdowns. Yesterday, the Chiefs. Chiefs are 7 2. Defending world champs. You could handle the Chiefs loss. The Buffalo loss. Buffalo loss starting to look bad. That one starting to look bad. Alright, so look, I mean, my overall my overall point is yesterday was frustrating, but I'm I'm not sitting here today and I'm not gonna crush the Dolphins. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna crush McDaniel, not gonna crush Tua. I am I'm having a good time this season. They're six and three. They lead the AFC East. They got a legitimate chance at hosting a playoff game. The next five games on the schedule. It's Tennessee, Vegas, Washington, two against the Jets. They should win all five. I mean, can you imagine 11-3, and maybe even 10-4, and 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 I'm going to sit here and I'm going to complain, and then you give yourself a chance the final three games where you have Dallas at Baltimore and Buffalo? Nah, this has been a real good season so far. This shit is hard. They're not just all of a sudden busting onto the scene, and they're going to be this elite team that knocks off the NFC champion and the the Super Bowl champions, and they're going to cruise and coast their way to a Super Bowl win. We're going to deal with some heartbreak. And guess what? We're also going to deal with some heartbreak in the playoffs. It's all part of it, man. But, like, you're sitting here today and you're getting crazy about the Dolphins not being for real. You're upset about Tua. You're soft. Pick your ass up. We're going to stew about this in the next two weeks, throughout the bye week. And then we're getting back at it. Pick yourself off the fucking mat and butch up a little bit. Butch up. All right you know what time it is. Tons of action in week nine. Week nine concludes tonight. Chargers, Jets on ESPN. You know, my colleagues, my colleagues, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call. It's my colleagues. But a ton of action yesterday, week nine, NFL Sunday. Let's get to our week nine NFL rundown brought to us every Monday by Brunt Insurance. That's right. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. And that's because my man Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they're going to get you the most affordable rate, the best coverage, and they're going to make sure that you know exactly what you're paying for. When you go to bruntinsurance.com or you call 954-589-2204, wherever you're calling from. Brunt Insurance has offices all throughout the state of Florida, so you could be calling from Pensacola, Zaslow Show 2.0 is huge in Pensacola. You could be calling from the Keys, Zaslow Show 2.0 is huge in the Keys. Wherever you're calling from in the state of Florida, Greg Brunt and his team, fully licensed staff, they know your area, and they're going to be able to specialize in finding the perfect policy for you. They'll explain all your options and make sure you know the ins and outs of your policy of choice. There's so many options out there, but they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear. Now, I get my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance, but maybe you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your car, your motorcycle, your boat. You're making the right call. 954-589-2204, bruntoninsurance.com. Let's get to our Week 9 NFL Rundown. So we start out Baltimore. Baltimore right now looking like the best team in the AFC. You saw what they did to Detroit a few weeks ago, 38-6. Well, yesterday, the only game in the 1 o'clock slate, pitting two teams above 500 against each other, was Baltimore crushing the Seattle Seahawks, 37-3. to Lamar Jackson, 21 for 26, 187 yards. He also had 60 yards rushing on the ground. Mark Andrews, 9 catches for 80 yards. And Odell Beckham Jr., 5 catches, 56 yards his first touchdown of the season, and it was on his birthday. What were the emotions when you scored that touchdown? Man, <laughs> I said um, after the Super Bowl, I was
1: just talking to myself and I was like, I just can't go out like that. You know, I've dedicated so much to this game. I don't care if it was, I worked all this time to get back on the field for one catch. Um, I'm going to give it everything I got this year, so truly, I mean, God, God's, he's got a sense of humor you know for the touchdown to come on a birthday um i I couldn't ask for a better president ravens
0: are tied atop the afc at seven and two i I think they're the best team in the afc right now maybe the best team in football i'm not quite ready to say that but the ravens are seven and two the seahawks drop to five and three another blowout was in cleveland where the browns were all over the cardinals from the get-go clayton toon Fifth-round pick making his first career start for Arizona. Did not go well. Deshaun Watson, though, finally returned for Cleveland. He was 19 for 30, 219 yards and two touchdowns. Amari Cooper had five catches for 139 yards and a touchdown. Browns win 27-0, best defense in the NFL. They improved to 5-3. The Cardinals dropped to 1-8. A thriller yesterday in Houston. The Texans C.J. Stroud, they would lose their kicker. Kai Fairbairn left the game with a quad injury, so they had to go for two instead of going for extra points. They didn't get the first one. They didn't get the second one. They would finally convert the third two-point conversion they had to go for. Late in the game, the game was uh, tied at 30, and the Texans' backup running back would kick and make a 29-yard field goal to make it 33-30 Houston. The Bucks and Baker Mayfield with under a minute to go would drive the field and get a touchdown to make it 37-33. But CJ Stroud with no timeouts work in the sidelines. He would eventually find Tank Dell in the back of the end zone with only six seconds remaining for the game-winning touchdown. CJ Stroud, 30 for 42, a rookie record, 470 yards, five touchdowns. Texans found their quarterback. That is such an awesome feeling for them. C.J. Stroud is for real. Uh, you had Dalton Schultz, 10 catches, 130 yards and a touchdown. Tank Dell, the winner, he had six catches, 114 yards and two touchdowns. Let's hear from D'Amico Ryans, head coach of the Texans, in the locker room after the game.
1: Hey, unbelievable. Right, unbelievable. We talked about it when we left here in the half. at the half, right? No matter what happens. No matter what happened, we come back in here with the dog. Yes, sir. And that's what we did. Everybody kept fighting, man. Adversity kept knocking at our door, right? It didn't matter. No one in here wavered. Everybody just kept battling no matter what happened. Love the resiliency of this team. All right, love the way you guys fought for each other. It's outstanding, right? We just keep building, keep stacking, man. Awesome win. Way to be gritty. Way to tough it out, all right? And hey, let me get a ball here. Woo, we got, woo. got a little history going on. Got a little history. All right. What's up? What's What's up? We got NFL rookie record. Uh-huh. Oh, Only 400. Yeah! <laughs>
0: that was one of the best stories yesterday. CJ Stroud surrounded the Texans. You have to feel good for them. They are now 4-4. Four and four. The Bucks in a winnable NFC South, very damaging loss. They dropped to 3-5. Feel bad for Baker Mayfield. I mean, he deserved that game as well, just as C.J. Stroud did. But Stroud and Texas were too good. The Saints, a 24-17 winner over the Bears. Derek Carr was 25 for 34, 211 yards and two touchdowns. One of those touchdowns were to Chris Olave. He had six catches for 46 yards. Tyson Bajan, lots of turnovers. 18 for 30, 220 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. The Bears drop to two and seven. The Saints are five and four in that very winnable NFC South. The other huge story of the afternoon was in Minnesota. So the Vikings are hosting the Falcons. Jaron Hall, after Kirk Cousins' season ended last week, Jaron Hall, rookie out of I believe BYU. He got the start. Second series of the game, leaves the game with a head injury. So who enters now? Josh Dobbs. That's right. The former quarterback for the Cardinals, who they just traded for, at the deadline last week. And while Dobbs is a capable quarterback, here's the thing. Did not take one snap in practice this week. Did not take one snap from the center. Matter of fact, they were practicing on the sidelines before he entered the game so the offensive line can learn his cadence He didn't know any of the players' full names on the offensive side. Well, Josh Dobbs, he ends up winning a thriller. 20 for 30, 158 yards, two touchdowns. He had 66 yards rushing and a touchdown on the ground. TJ Hawkinson had seven catches for 69 yards. And the Vikings, Dobbs would find, I think his name was Brandon Howell, with a few seconds remaining for the game-winning score. The Vikings win... 31-28, Thirty-one to twenty-eight. They improved to five and four. The Falcons dropped to four and five. And here is the post-game locker room for the Vikings. But joining
1: this guy right here is every single guy in this locker room, <laughs>
0: player and coach that put it out there, put
1: it on the line today. All right. But what we learned today is, regardless of circumstance, the Minnesota Vikings push onward. In addition to everybody getting one in here, he deserves hey. to keep the actual one he played with, just yeah. It's a team win. I couldn't have done it without teammates, offense, defense, special team, coaches, shoot Grant, spending five extra hours with me on Friday going through walking. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thankful to be here. I'm excited, man. We'll enjoy this one. Well, as they all say, cheers to the next one. Here
0: we go. Here we
1: go. Family on three. Family on
0: three. One, two, three. Awesome story. You, you can't help but like Josh Dobbs. So cool. We were keeping track of that during ESPN Radio NFL Game Day yesterday. The finish simultaneously to both those thrillers Texans over the Bucks and Vikings over the Falcons. Really, really fun. Great stuff. The Packers, uh, worst game of the afternoon yesterday. Packers beat the Rams 20 3. Jordan Love was 20 for 26, 228 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Jones, 20 carries, 73 yards and a touchdown. Packers win 20 3. They are 3 5. Rams drop to 3 6. In Foxboro yesterday, the Patriots, they keep losing. Mac Jones and the Pats, they suck. The Commanders beat the Patriots 20-17. to The Patriots had one final chance driving in the Commanders' territory.
1: Second down and eight.
0: Jones over the middle. Broken up and picked off. Jortavius
1: Martin, the rookie second-round pick out of Illinois after Kendall Fuller. Got a piece of it, the exclamation point for a Washington Commanders victory here in Foxborough.
0: Of course he threw an interception, he sucks balls, Mac Jones. He was 24 for 44, 220 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Sam Howell, 29 for 45, 325 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Commanders improved to 4 and 5. Patriots dropped to 2 and 7. They're terrible. You love to see it. The Colts beat the Panthers 27 to 13. Gardner Minshew was 17 26, 127 yards and a touchdown. Bryce Young really struggled after they picked up their first win last week. 24 for 39, 173 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. The Colts are now 4 and 5. The Panthers dropped to 1 and 7. The Raiders. I was really interested in this game because you got Antonio Pierce taken over as interim head coach for the vegas raiders aiden o'connell is starting for them now for the giants they're getting daniel jones back and coming off of a pitiful effort against the giants where they blew that game well the raiders smoked them 30 to 6 aiden o'connell 16 for 25 209 yards josh jacobs 26 carries 98 yards two touchdowns daniel jones early in the game would tear his ACL. His season is over. Tommy DeVito time again. He was 15 of 20, 175 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. The Giants are so bad. They dropped to 2 and 7. The Raiders a 30 to 6 win. They are now 4 and 5. Here's interim head coach Antonio Pierce in the locker room post game.
1: New chapter. We write our own script. Write our own script, man. That's just one step, man. You guys know how to go. But more importantly, man, this is about us. This is about you. You guys made up your f- minds, what we gonna do, and we did it. Exactly what the f- we said. And then we did it. Hey, man, I know the coaches, the whole organization, the whole building's proudest. F- but more importantly, I'm happy for you guys. That f- was rough the last two weeks. Biggest window, the front window. And guess what? Every f- door we go into, we are kicking that f- from now on. But no f- thanks about it, man. Hey, man, you know what this time is? i see you. V- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Moving on here, staying in the NFC East, the Eagles and the Cowboys. I mean, this was the biggest game of the afternoon, right? Between the one o'clock slate and the four o'clock slate. And it did not disappoint. Eagles and Cowboys in Philadelphia. The Eagles would hang on 28 to 23. Dak Prescott, not a good finish. Uh, He had a chance for a two-point conversion when they were down 28-17. And as he's trying to get the pylon, I thought it was a very lackadaisical effort. He didn't even extend the football, but he winds up stepping out of bounds. So instead of being within a field goal, they still need a touchdown. They had one final chance from the 30-yard line. All or nothing.
1: Prescott. Dancing around, just good throw in the end zone. His catch is made by Lambert
0: Shorts. The Eagles will win it. I don't know, I just don't have any confidence in Dak Prescott in big spots. You can't have any faith in the Cowboys in big spots. Eagles win 28 23, they improve to 8 and 1. They are running away with this division. The Cowboys are 5 and 3. Jalen Hurts. 17 for 23, 207 yards, two touchdowns. A.J. Brown, seven catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. Dak Prescott, 29 for 44, 374 yards and three touchdowns. C.D. Lamb, 11 catches for 191 yards. And finally, Sunday night football, the Dolphins get the Bengals to do them a huge solid The Bengals managed to hold off the Bills 24-18. Joe Burrow was 31 for 44, 348 yards, and two touchdowns. And this pass to Drew Sample helped put the game away.
1: Burrow pressured, releasing late is Drew Sample for the first down. And Sample's got a touchdown!
0: T. Higgins had eight catches for 110 yards. Josh Allen, 26 for 38, 258 yards, a touchdown and an interception. He had 44 yards rushing and a touchdown on the ground. He's tough to take. You want to talk about a guy who comes off like a douchebag. Stephon Diggs, six catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. Bengals win 24-18. They are now 5-3. They're looking like they're the real deal again. And the Bills drop to 5-4. Week 9 concludes tonight chargers and jets if the jets win tonight they find themselves second in the afc east and just a game back of the dolphins with two to play against the dolphins they would be very in the division race if you if you believe in the jets and they win tonight they'll be very in the division race and that right there courtesy of brunt insurance bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 is our week nine nfl rundown Alright, there you go. Excellent job, as always, by everybody putting together our NFL rundown. So tonight, you, you, we got we got both our favorite little hockey team and our favorite little basketball team who are in action tonight. So here's what we got this evening. Actually, my son, my, my older son, Corey, who plays travel soccer for Weston Select, he is also playing for his high school team this year at Poznack. They have their first game tonight. So... I'm going to be out there watching him with their soccer match and then I'm going to get home. I'll be a little bit late on both the Panther game and the Heat game. So no one text me, no one tweet me. Everybody be quiet once those games start because I'm going to be watching a little bit from behind. But once we get it going, I mean look, you know how we do. Well, the well we'll see we'll see. The Panthers start at 7, the Heat start at 7:30. I don't know. Depending on the score for each of them, we'll be flipping back and forth between which one is big TV? Which one is small TV? Probably got to get Monday Night Football on the iPad. Mo- Monday Night Raw will have to wait until tomorrow. Very busy night. That's the whole point. So, the Heat win this weekend. They beat Washington. They're 2-4. Yes, okay. So, they get a win against the Wizards. Uh, I did like Eric Reed at one point calling them the Bullets. You did get a win against the Wizards this weekend. They're 2-4 now. Tyler Hero continues to be off to a tremendous start to the season. He's awesome. I love watching him play. The rest of the team, outside Bam, Bam's been very good. Rest of the team, not as much. But they win their first in-season tournament game, right? All right. The big talk, though, these courts for the in-season tournament. I got to be honest with you, some of the courts for the tournament, they were a little too much. Like the court for the Heat, blood red, it was, it was a little bit jarring to the eyes the first time you put it on. Some of these courts, it was a little bit too... Now, the NBA supplies them, I believe. Some of it was a little bit much. I felt like the NBA was being a little bit of a tryhard if I'm going to be perfectly honest. But overall, I thought the tournament debut was a success. You know, I told you I was leaning toward being into it. But overall, it was a game-time decision. Am I going to care more about the game, a regular season game, because it's an in-season tournament game? I wasn't 100% sure yet, but you know what? I, I was into it a little bit more than usual for a regular season game. So now, and the teams in the Heat's group, it's Miami, Charlotte, New York, Milwaukee, Washington. So the Heat and Milwaukee are 1-0 right now. New York lost to Milwaukee. You, you really have to go undefeated in group play to wind up advancing. If you lose a game, you're going to have a hard time. And the winner of each group, all six groups, the winner of each group goes to, the, to, goes to Vegas and then two wildcard teams, all right? One from the East, one from the West. So you have a chance if you lose a game, but to win your group, you probably got to go undefeated. So Miami's 1-0, Milwaukee's 1-0, Washington 0-1, New York 0-1, Charlotte has not played yet. They'll play their first tournament game next week. Tournament games are Tuesdays and Fridays, And I think everyone plays one tournament game a week. And then we'll get to the beginning of December, and those teams go to Vegas, and away we go. So, the heat, though, it actually... Like, I I thought the end-season tournament went really well, because that whole night, I found myself looking up the results of all the games going on, because every game on Friday night was a tournament game. I found myself looking at the results and, you know, seeing which of the better teams, like the the favorite team, which ones of those lost. I, I had extra interest. I did. And if I'm showing a little bit extra interest, that means it worked. So here's what's next for the Heat. You want to get to the final game of group play undefeated. Because then you get some juice to it. So look at this. The Heat's next game, it's at Charlotte. Their next tournament game. Okay. And then they're at New York. If you could win at New York, and then you're 3-0, your final in-season tournament game, is hosting Milwaukee. If you're 3-0, and you got to beat Milwaukee to get to Vegas, that game has juice to it. That was So, if you're a Heat fan, you want a little bit something extra to root for in the regular season, if they could win at Charlotte, then those final two games at New York and Milwaukee, you got some juice there, because it feels like, okay, maybe this team can get to Vegas, and could possibly play for this first ever in-season tournament championship. So, overall... I think it was a success. I dug it, man. I was into it. So tonight, Heat and Lakers, we're obviously into that. You know what else we're into? We're into getting new cars. If you're thinking about getting a new ride, you know I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, and that's North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they promise to provide customers with an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. You know what I'm talking about, right off 95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. Whether you want to enjoy a relaxed indoor car shopping experience or have your vehicle serviced, you can expect to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You know, they service all makes and models too, not just your Subaru. And with prices less than many of those small shops, You could service with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. With an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty, so you know you're covered. Right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. That's what we're talking about. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Also, I didn't sleep well last night. I'm not feeling great. I've got a bad cold. But part of the reason I was able to get the sleep that I did get was because I'm sleeping on sheets and giggles. I know that no matter how bad I'm feeling with this cold when I'm under the weather, I'm going to get the best sleep possible because I'm sleeping on sheets and giggles. Soft, breathable, the coolest sheets out there. That's right. Sheets and giggles, sustainable eucalyptus sheets. The Zazlo family, we're we're four, four of us, four of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. And if you use promo code Zazlo at checkout, you'll get 20% off your first order. Use promo code ZASLO at checkout. 20% off your first order at sheetsgiggles.com. And then... You go back to Sheets and Giggles, SheetsGiggles.com, and you're going to take advantage of their annual fall sale. We're talking 25% off all throughout SheetsGiggles.com. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zaslow, Z-A-S-L-O-W. You get 20% off your first order. The best, softest, coolest, most breathable sheets of your life at SheetsGiggles.com. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So... Marlins owner Bruce Sherman, his plan apparently is starting to come together as he has hired former now Tampa Bay Rays general manager Peter Bendix to be the Marlins head of baseball operations. So I suppose he'll then hire his own general manager, but Peter Bendix is the new president of baseball operations for the Miami Marlins. And I got to tell you, feels like a really good hire by Bruce Sherman because you're getting a guy who has been able to win with a low payroll, who has been able to build up a farm system, which the Marlins and developed players, which the Marlins have not been able to do. So the Marlins hiring Peter Bendix. Look, give the owner credit when credit's due. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about this? Uh, this was on Saturday night where the Lakers, they lost to the Magic, I believe it was. And LeBron after the game is trying to make some type of comparison between himself and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry. The early starts have been the same issues the turnovers and the defensive rebounding. interesting, interesting to yeah, I think you guys have been down double digits on
1: one game so far in the first quarter. Yeah, we like the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. You know what that means? No, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now have not uh outgained or outscored any of their opponents in this season right now, and yet they got a winning record. Yeah. You're getting three miles. Mm-hmm. Every, right? like, I think I'm Mike a uh, lucky charm Because every time I pick against them, they win
0: All right, that's another edition of LeBron Trying to sound smart and completely backfiring I mean, the Steelers have not outgained or outscored Any of their opponents in the season right now And yet they have a winning record LeBron, how the fuck is that possible? How do you outscore your opponents? I, I mean, how do you not outscore any of your opponents And you have a winning record? How do you have wins when you haven't outscored your opponents? What are you talking about? It's not a big deal. LeBron, I mean, literally, stick to basketball. What do you do? And finally, big deal or not a big deal. So Jay Glazer, on the NFL on Fox this Sunday, before the games got going, told a story of what led to Josh McDaniels, who, who I got to tell you, comes out such a loser in this scenario. Here's Jay Glazer's report on what went down officially ending Josh McDaniels' tenure as Raiders head coach.
1: There was such a big disconnect with the players there and Josh McDaniels that players recently were going upstairs to uh, the owner, Mark Davis, to tell them what their problems were. However, the big thing was, is last Thursday, there was this big airing of the grievance meeting, and players just unloaded on Josh McDaniels, from captain to captain to player to player. And finally, Josh McDaniels actually had Antonio Pierce get up and speak on behalf of him and the coaches went. Antonio Pierce got up there. He said, look, guys, we have to have our own culture. It's got to be about culture here. And we also have to look at it. And he brought up the old Giants team that beat the Patriots, Josh McDaniels team in the Super Bowl in 2007 season. He said, no matter who we played, we thought we could beat them. We had a game plan that we could beat them. We had to believe that. And that's not here. We have to believe it here at the Raiders. We could beat anybody. Well, he finishes up that speech. Everybody thinks they're great. Except for Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels then goes over to him and says, "Don't ever talk about the Patriots like that." And then you really saw how divided that building got. That got up to Mark Davis, and I think Mark Davis looked at him and go, "Okay, I'm going to choose the
0: guy." That is a weird story. I'm going big deal. Josh McDaniels will never be a head coach again. I mean, don't disrespect the Patriots like that. What are you? You're the coach of the Raiders. What the hell are you talking about, man? He comes off like such a loser. And that right there is another addition. Big deal. Not a big deal. Yes, we got through it, everybody. I'm under the weather today. Sometimes you gotta play hurt, you know. I mean, I'm not about that load management. If we could play, we play. If we could do the show, we do the show. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today, began their week with Zaslow Show 2.0. Thanks to everybody who helped put together the show today. You obviously know I can't do it without all your hard work behind the scenes. You guys are amazing. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. Of Johnny Cuba Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well We got the hot sauce coming up Johnny Cuba Stay tranquilo Because more is always brewing